Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, yo, good day, and welcome to another episode of RotFS Detail Memoirs, where Rod and I are dripping with sweat because it's hotter than Haiti in Idaho. It, it is, <laughs> like, you know, it is now. Like, what the hell? I mean, it feels like hell here lately. It's like, man. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm trying really hard not to say this description. We'll, we'll just test out Jessica here in a minute and see if she can handle that, but... Um, it's really hot. Jessica, you are a guest today. Where are you at and how hot is it there? Oh, I am in Michigan. And as everybody does with Michigan, I'm right about here in the glove. Uh, it's so humid. It, today isn't bad. Actually, today is mid-80s, but it's so sticky and humid and no HVAC in the shop. So I'm a little sweaty. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what happens when you live in the Midwest. <laughs> yep, it sure is. Last weekend, I, I went to uh, my brother's wedding down in Salt Lake, and my sister came up from Arkansas, my mom, and I'm like, man, it's freaking hot here. She goes, what are you talking about? This is great. She goes, back home, it's 90 and 90 of humidity. I'm like, yeah, you can have that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Well, we're super excited to have you a guest. Uh, Rod actually asked me, she goes, where'd you find Jessica? And I'm always mm. looking for great stories, and I was just really intrigued by some of your comments last week when we had when I had Kelly Mankin on. Rod also was at a, a different wedding where it was also hotter than the inside of the <laughs> devil's shorts. Um, it was yeah. So so yeah. So I I I'm <clears throat> like you know what I want to get to know you. I want to hear your story, and um, because one of the things I've really been thinking about this a lot. You know, Rod and I are really, really committed to helping people's business grow, both in bringing exceptional stories to you as business owners, but also, you know, our, our software. You know, I mean, Rod and I work with a lot of companies and it's amazing to hear the challenges that they go through. And I think a lot of times business owners feel like they're on an island. And so part of the genesis of RotaFest Detail Memoirs was in hopes to help people not feel like they're not so much on an island, <laughs> but that there are other people that are going through similar things and they're working through similar problems and they're overcoming those. So let's talk about how you and your hubby uh, got into detailing. Yeah. So we, we have a unique story and, Boy, we've been on an island, uh, to use, use your terms here, but um, we, back in 2018, uh, were at a pivotal point in, in our lives personally that we had to make some decisions. Um, in 2017, after 15 years in remission from leukemia, Travis, my husband, was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer that had already spread to his liver and his lungs. Um, he had spent, you know, 10 
12 years prior to that, uh, working his way up in his career. He's a pilot. You know, we've owned some aviation businesses through the years. Um, but really, you know, he had an MBA and was, was working in retail management for several years when all of this happened. Um, I myself had been 15 years in business leadership and really strategic leadership roles, mostly in the healthcare sector. Um, but crossing over a few different industries. And when all of this happened, you know, he he was out of work, obviously, to pursue his treatment and surgeries and chemo and <clears throat> all of the things that go along with that big daunting diagnosis. And um, at the time, you know, it kind of all fell on me. So I was in a role where I was working, you know, 60 plus hour weeks on call 24 seven, you know, still in leadership roles, still with several responsibilities outside of the home. And, um, you know, I just, I burn out pretty quickly uh, with having to be a mom, a caregiver, a, you know, a manager, a leader, an employee, all of the things. So in 2018, it became pretty evident that him transitioning back into, uh, you know, traditional work environment wasn't going to be in the cards for us anytime soon. And so we sat down and said, well, we know how to run businesses. We've run successful businesses together over the years. And so let's start a business. But this time around, let's find something that we're really passionate about that we both love doing. And so we both actually separately made lists in 2018 of things that we liked doing. Uh, and on both of our lists was detailing. I grew up in a shop. My dad was a specialty mechanic. We lived on the lake. Uh, I was really big into mini trucks and show cars growing up and classic cars. I uh, built my first engine for a 67 Camaro when I was seven. So, you know, auto industry is just in my blood. Um, obviously, he's a pilot, but every single weekend he was out detailing his car and had helped with some family members and things too. So we looked at our lists and had that on both of our lists. So we decided, okay, let's make a business plan. And, um, you know, originally it was supposed to just be very casual, part-time, allow him to do some things as he was physically able uh, through his treatment journey. And uh, in 2019, we kind of realized that this should probably be a little bit more formal than that. And it was quickly taking off. Uh, we signed up for Rennie's training at that point um, and had a go live date uh, planned for March of 2020, which if you all remember when everything went off, yeah. that, was, yeah. that was our go live. So um, we really took some time and dedicated ourselves to training and to you know learning the industry, relearning the industry and some tools and things for myself and kind of slowly launched our business officially 2019 into 2020. And it's just taken off from there really organically. Awesome. So I, I have so many questions. <laughs> I mean, because there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Right. Because I think a lot of, <clears throat> I mean, you guys weren't just hit with the challenge of I'm going to start a new business. You guys are dealing with the challenge of very heavy physical and emotional burdens both on you as a mom, but also him as the dad and how yeah. are you going to support the family? So I'm assuming based on some of the things that you said that a lot of that was falling on your shoulders and on your heart in particular. Yeah. So totally. how did, how did you personally dig into where you were and dig out of it with your husband? Yeah. You know, we, um, we didn't have a choice. 
to be completely honest with you, there just was no choice. Um, and that's kind of how we went into this business. Um, you know, there was no choice but to make it work and to make it work for us. Um, we really just focused on the things that mattered most to us and the reason why we were doing this. Uh, we weren't just starting the business to make money. We were starting the business to, you know, build a a path in which we could follow very, you know, naturally in whatever life brought to us or brought us to um, that would allow us the flexibility to be present as parents and to be present as a spouse and be present as, um, you know, a leader, a coach, you know, whatever we were pursuing outside of that. And I think that that's really what it came down to at the end of the day is when you have no choice, you find that strength. And, um, you know, we, we really just played into that and really recognize where our strengths were and how to get the most out of that journey, both personally and professionally. So I think that part of the part of the choice you have when things like that happen um, goes away, meaning that a lot of people don't look at it like, oh, I got a choice here. I can either. I mean, we hear that all the time. We're like, well, you know, you have a choice. You can either lay down and just say it's over or you can just you don't really have a choice because it seems like You're very similar to I am, not just the 67 Camaro. We will get back to that. But <laughs> but the fact that you don't look at it as a choice, you're just like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what we do next. Yeah. And some of those, quote, choices just go away because that's not an option. Yeah. Um, so when you when you talk about this, you mentioned, you mentioned kids several times. So um, how many children do you have and how old are they? Yeah, we have one daughter and she just turned 13 in May. Oh so we're goodness, I'm at sorry. that fun age. <laughs> I am sorry. I have three daughters and I can tell you from years of experience, I also have three sisters. So I can tell you from years of experience that age 13, the oh, worst, yeah. absolutely <laughs> the worst age of any human on the planet. Across the board, yeah. All, that all the a pediatrician as well. They're just 13 <laughs> for a girl is the pinnacle of evilness. So, yep, we're there. You get 13, 15. <laughs> no, it's yeah. well, I got so, two more years. This is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fine. Sorry. Let's talk about in the shop. Um, based on your background of classic cars and, and all that, what is it that you're, if somebody said, okay, tell us what your thing is, obviously final approach, it's got a very aviation thing, husband's a pilot, all that, but what is the thing you like, if you're like, man, I hope this week I get. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I, I love a good classic. For him, he'll say something completely different, of course. Um, but I love a good classic. I grew up around them. I just love, I love restoration projects. Um, you know, the reality of it is really what we specialize in is long-term preservation and protection. And so regardless of the vessel type, uh, that is, that's our goal is to, you know, preserve and protect. Um, we, so the aviation theme, just since you mentioned it, um, Naturally, as part of Travis's treatment journey, um, which, by the way, I should mention that Travis is not technically considered uh, in remission because of it being stage four, but there's no evidence of disease right now. So he's he's doing well right now. So, yes, I do want to mention that. Hey, Travis. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know. Part of that is that uh, he is no longer able to maintain his medical certificate for his pilot's license. And so. Right. 
we, when we, you know, sat down and, and knew this was the direction we were going to go, we really wanted to keep the aviation theme alive in it some way. Um, obviously, we've owned aviation related businesses, we've owned multiple aircraft through the years. And so the final approach theme is obviously in our business name. Um, it's in our logo, if you see the approach behind it. Uh, but also even all of our packages are named economy, business class, first class, executive. Nice. We just put the theme all throughout so that every day we're living out our aviation you know dreams but just not as much on planes these days cool yeah, yeah i noticed awesome. you guys uh, carry your own line of products that was actually one of the yeah. things that i noticed is and they were all aviation themed yeah yep. so is is the product side of your business is that a big sideline or is it a significant part of your business yeah, you know, mostly it's retail right now. Um, we don't get into a whole lot of distribution things. We are a resource for some local detailers uh, around our area, but really on the uh, product side, it's really targeted at just our, our retail clientele and providing a way that individuals can maintain their vehicles there after our services. Right. So it's aftercare and kind of that maintenance in between just making yep. your job ultimately easier anyway. Yeah, absolutely. We host a lot of um, like clinics and open garages. Um, and so we showcase a lot of those products at that point, too. So on your open clinics, is that you guys pick uh, one Saturday or a month? How, how do you run those? Because I think, you know, I've talked to other small business owners and they've toyed with the idea, but they're not exactly sure how to market it, how to run it. So how are you yeah. guys making that a successful addition to your, not only your business, but also for your customer experience. Absolutely. So we uh, we do it a couple of different ways. So we typically pick like one topic. So uh, for example, next month's topic is going to be your rinseless washing. Um, you know, and the month after that, we'll do uh, caring for your leather. And so we try to make it focused so that um, somebody can come for a specific reason or come to multiple open garages where they're getting something out of each experience that they come in. Um, we we used to do once every month, um, obviously through the busy season, that's sometimes difficult. So we took a little bit off this summer and we're going to get back into it for fall by popular demand because everybody asks now. Um, we try to make it community accessible. So, of course, we broadcast it to our existing clients. Um, we make suggestions throughout the month of services for individuals to come in um, at that time. But really, we put it out into our community groups. Um, we're very lucky that we have a couple of community groups in our area that allow you to post your events so we're able to reach a market outside of just our client base as well so really just trying to be a resource um obviously as a as a female in this industry i'm also tapped into other women's networking groups and i think that um, we do get some turnout of some ladies as well that provides an environment where they don't feel uh, as under the spotlight, we'll say, um, going to something like learning how to properly care for your car. Um, you know, it's not a group of, of males. And, you know, obviously, there's very big names in our industry that host open garages. And those can be a little bit daunting for the ladies. And uh, I think that providing just a really accessible, open, you know, organic environment for yeah. individuals to ask yeah. questions is important. Yeah, I think that I think that that's an interesting um, statement. It's it's for me, like I said, I have three sisters. I have three daughters. I'm just, you know, I, uh, I, I just been surrounded by women my whole life. And so it's kind of an odd concept to me because, um, 
there's never been a situation where it's been an, an over under type of a thing. It's always been an equal. In fact, there's one of my sisters. I probably wouldn't even get in a fist fight with her today. So um, it's, it's funny because I, I, I'm thinking through my head of all the female detailers that I currently know. And I don't know any of them that are intimidated that don't know how to go to that environment and uh, just absolutely be, you know, equal with everyone. In fact, a lot of them in some of the areas that very specific areas that they focus on, I would go to them before anybody else. But, but I think that that's very much a stigma with a lot of women out there that they don't feel like that's an industry they can be in. And I think it's unfortunate because um, there's so many uh, creative female owned businesses and women that can do the kind of work that we're talking about. This isn't, you know, this isn't anything that, that anybody can't do. I remember one time uh, we were at Air Force One in 2018 and a young girl came up to me um, and there was only one woman on the, uh, the Air Force One detailing team that year. And she came up to me and she's like, can girls do this too? And I immediately went and got Diana Balboni and I was like, you need to come talk to this young lady because this is an overwhelming environment with, you know, 60 men and one woman. And that's not in, that's not indicative of the industry. Then it's not indicative of who can do this, this work. So um, I think it's important to do those things. I, I, we immediately pulled out, I pulled out a picture of my, uh, at the time, 13 year old daughter, um, <clears throat> polishing the headlights on a three quarter ton truck. And I was like, absolutely. You can do anything you want to do. Uh, you just need to, you know, get in the right environment. Here's Diana. She'll talk to you about doing that because of course I'm the wrong gender to talk to a woman about doing that kind of thing. So. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, our, our open garages and our community events are more, again, geared towards that, you know, private retail client. So it's more of somebody that, you know, maybe living on their own um, or doesn't necessarily have somebody that's there to maintain their vehicles. And so uh, them being able to just have a trusted, you know, professional resource to, to ask those questions and bounce that off of is, is really what we target. Um, but absolutely, you know, on the side of women in the industry, I Obviously, I'm very close with several women uh, in this industry, and it's changing. Uh, even in the short time that you know I've been back in, it's changed so much just in that time. And I think that just providing opportunities and uh, education, right? Uh, things like this, things like uh, yeah. you know, Rennie's featured a few different podcasts um, with women detailers. I know Justin just featured a few in his Reflection Artist series um, over the last month. I think just more women that share their stories and share their journeys um it will just continue to grow and and we're here to stay guys so oh yeah no I I, think that's and awesome. i'm i'm glad you're here to stay right because it women bring such a unique perspective and talent to an industry right and it's unfortunate that a lot of women don't feel like they can break that wall of the automotive world, right? And I love that women like you and Bernice and Jennifer Turcott and Kelly Mankin and the Buffing Queen and Diana Doyle. I mean, uh, Diana Doyle. I mean, you can just go on. I mean, there are amazing <clears throat> women right there. And one of the things is I was listening to both you and Rod talk. Well, I was going to ask, what can we in the industry do better about making women feel welcome, right? And you kind of hit it about highlighting what you're doing, but I also want to highlight it in, in a way that isn't condescending, right? I think a lot of times there's kind of this unintended condescension. 
So what what can we as an industry do to really go, you know what, you women are in a critical piece of this industry. You are running incredible businesses. So what are you doing that we as men need to learn to be better in our own business? Because I guarantee a lot of you women, your attention to details in the business aspect of your business is way better than what a lot of these men are doing that are puffing their chests on their outside detail work. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think, um, you know, put the ego to the side and I think uh, just creating an environment where there is no, you know, difference or segregator between. I think that, um, you know, more and more I'm seeing women being tagged as, you know, a resource. So when you see in these forums, somebody looking for insight on this topic, um, you know, don't just think to that couple handful of people that are always tagged and all of those things. There are some women out here doing absolutely wonderful work, both on the business side and on the services side. Um, you know, we, we joke around, in my group with Rennie's training back in 2020, 2021, um, you know, I was myself and Diane, obviously, um, but I was the only, you know, female detailer that was part of our group. And we all were working on this Subaru, super soft paint, just having a really hard time, super finicky. And uh, we took it outside and the only panel that was, you know, fully leveled out was mine. And I think that, you know, for a second, Renny made everybody just take a step back and look at that because when guys are kind of in their moment and they're just hammering down on that paint and they got this and, you know, they're, they're here for a reason and all of that. But when you take a step back and look at the big picture and put that comparison side by side, you know, don't discredit it, right? So I think that kind of taking that step back, taking that ego down a little bit and being able to really assess and, and level out. Um, the playing field is really important. That's yeah. Awesome. I, I, and I think, I honestly think that 90% of men think that being a douchebag is part of the DNA of being a male. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just going to call <laughs> it out. It's, seriously. They, every guys just think that you have to be a complete jerk to be a man or to be a business owner. And I think the, the message there is you're, you're following the wrong people if that's what you think you need to do to be in business. Yeah. And because- I will say, I think that it is shifting. Like, I, I really do see yeah. a lot of messaging. And even people that, um, you know, previously did kind of have the yes on the chest and in a lot of these environments, I am really seeing recognize um, that, you know, that the industry is shifting. And I think that the more that that happens, it just will very organically fall in place. And there will be a day when, you know, I'm not a fan of pink, but maybe there's pink polishers and, you know, pink this. <laughs> I think that that is kind of a, I, I think, yeah, I think there is a shift, but I think it takes conversations like this and pointing it out. And I don't mean pointing it out, like going out on the internet and blasting somebody that's being a yeah. jerk because that does nothing. You know, I mean, yeah. we see so much of that crap on the internet already that that needs to go away. But I, I just think that people that are, have a good business, a good business model, and that can move forward is um, is more of a, a help to the industry than anything. So, um, yeah, let's- I think that also with women, like a lot of us, just we're grinding. Like we're just we're grinding day in day out in our businesses, and we may not be the ones that are out on the front and you know on the forums or you know posting the YouTube videos and those types of things because. We're, we're hyper-focused on what it is that we're doing. So I do yeah. think that we as women need to get better about kind of finding our place and what that looks like too. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of that is just, it's just marketing to other detailers. I mean, when I see, when I see somebody's Instagram and they have, you know, picture after picture after picture, the the high end cars that they're doing and 99% of the people following them are other detailers. I'm like, this isn't getting you any business. So um, let's talk about your business, about final approach, about how people find you, how people follow you. You've popped up on my feed probably two dozen times. Um, So how do people find you that are not, you know, that are are in your area that may not know that you're there? Yeah. So we are uh, based in Okemos. We're a little hidden here, but we are about a half mile from our major town center um, just outside of Michigan State University. So a really great area. Go green. Um, We are online at www.finalapproachdetailing.com. Phone number is 517-955-SAD1. And you can see it there at the bottom of the screen. Thank there it is. Yeah, there scrolling it across is. the bottom. <clears throat> and, and I have one last question before yeah. we head out. Right. And first of all, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate your story. Um, especially, you know, the story of you and your husband yeah. growing together, working through really heavy challenges. When you look back, I mean, you guys are relatively new business owners, 2018. What are one or two things that you've learned that you think are that would be helpful for other business owners? Yeah, I think that um, you don't have to do everything at once. I think that um, especially it's easy to grow quickly. Um, And we've tried to be very strategic and kind of holding on to our growth in a really supported way. So don't feel like you have to take everything on at the same time, break it up into small increments. Um, And I think, you know, being able to lay a foundation and a framework in your business from the start that allows you to personally and professionally grow um, is really important. I think that it would have been very easy for us to just really get caught up in the grind and, and not think about that side of our growth, Um, again, both professionally through training and certification opportunities and things along those lines, uh, but also personally in, um, you know, we don't share our story, you know, for for sympathy or pity or anything along those lines. It it is what it is. You know, it it is our story and it's what got us here to this point today. And it is what will continue to shape the direction that we go with our business in the future. And I think that just embracing embracing your story, embracing your journey and finding ways to work through it that work for you and your family is the most important part. Awesome. I I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I mean, I'm really glad I reached out to you. I mean, this has been very inspiring. I'm, I know we could dig in for another 30 minutes and (laughs) tap into some of your personal, I mean, really dig into that, but thank you so much for sharing guys, please go out and check her out at final approach detailing. You know, yep. she says they don't do a lot of social media, but they're out there. And uh, if you're in the Michigan area, make sure you check them out. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Um, Rod and I really are on a mission to help people in their business. And uh, if you're, you know, if we can help you in any way, please give us a shout and we will check you same time, same bad channel just next, next week. week. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.